Welcome to the CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast. I'm Wayne Washington, founder and CEO of Grow Company Profits. We help CEOs stop leaving money on the table while sustaining profitability to fund managed growth. The CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast is basically CEOs helping other CEOs with tips, tools, and techniques to implement company projects or other work activities on time, on target, and on budget. Let's spend the next 30 minutes together with my guest CEO and maybe learn some different tools to put into your CEO toolbox. Welcome listeners to the CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast. The CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast is a podcast by CEOs for CEOs seeking to sustain profitability to fund managed growth. I'm Wayne Washington, founder and CEO of Grow Company Profits. All of my CEO guests successfully operate companies with annual revenues in excess of $3 million. Today, my guest is Josh Rosenberg. Josh is the founder of Very Good Marketing Consultants, and his website can be found at www.verygoodmarketingconsultants.com. Josh is from New York. And Josh and I are going to spend some time and just have a conversation about his road to success. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm doing terrific. How are you? I cannot complain. Um, it's a nice sunny day here in Evansville, Indiana. So uh, from Evansville to New York, let's just have a discussion. Sounds good. Let's do it. I think the best way that I try, I try to get started is, you know, that's a very unusual name, verygoodmarketingconsultants.com. And, but it says a lot, you know, it, it, it kind of says what you do. So I want to find out your starter. I call it your starter story. How did you get started? How'd you come up with that name and why that name? Sure. So I'll, I'll tackle this in, in the reverse order. Um, I really, I'm, one thing I'm not the greatest at is coming up with names. Okay. Um, that's, you know, one of the, the areas that uh, I turn to other people with. And I was... Um, doing a lot of consulting work for, I mean, it's, we're basically, we provide fractional chief marketing officer services for a lot of online businesses who okay. are not quite at the point where they need to bring in a full-time CMO. Okay. And I was going through a lot of uh, name ideas because I've been doing this already for a while. I just need to, you know, make it official. Okay. And I'm watching a show that I, I've always loved called Parks and Rec. And in the very last season, they kind of flash forward several years in the future, show where the characters are at several years ahead of time. Okay. One of the characters, Ron Swanson, he started a construction company called Very Good Construction Company. And his justification was he wanted to tell people the quality of their work without being too showy. And I could <laughs> laugh my head off. I said, you know what? That's great. I'm going to use that exact same rule. Well, you know, you know it works because, you know, when I, when I read that, you, you put a, a high bar for yourself up there. You're telling people right up front, I'm a very good marketing consultant company and you have to live up to it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I have to, uh, I can't let the name down. Okay, so um, but what made you start business, Josh? Sure, so um, 
2007, um, I lost my mom to cancer and I realized, you know, thank you. I realized, um, growing up well below the poverty line, my entire life, having nights on end where there would just be no dinner or their lights wouldn't be on. Um, now having no way to turn to, I realized that as an employee, not making a whole lot of money, if I get sick or something goes wrong or whatever it is, I miss a paycheck. I can fall back into where I was before. And I didn't want that. So as I'm working in the days, I'd go home at night and I'd start working for myself. And I started um, my first online business, um, which is a mobile game. It became the 122nd best-selling app in the app store. And I lost money on it because I didn't know how to monetize it correctly. My um, next business was an adult education business that ended up taking off and doing very well. In fact, it became the number one adult education business in the country five years in a row. And I grew it for many years. And then the laws for advertising changed overnight. And I'm working five times as hard for a third of the revenue. It is beating me down. And there's, uh, I had no choice. I had to sell it. And I found an investor and they gave me bare bottom dollars for it. And I kind of had to, but at that time I was now starting um, a music education business. Okay. Uh, that's called rockmastery.com that still does very well. Okay. And this whole time I'm focusing on marketing, just something about copywriting and human psychology and buying psychology just really spoke to me. And I got very good at it to the point where I had a lot of business owners contacting me, asking if I could write copy for them, create entire sales funnels for them, improve their backends, improve their email marketing, doing all of this work for them. And for let's just say about 10 or 14 years, somewhere in there. That's what I did. I had my online businesses that I built to a place where they could run themselves. They were Uh self-sustaining. My team, my employees knew how to run them. And I would be doing the marketing and copywriting for other businesses. Well, fast forward a hundred plus million dollars in revenue for businesses in over 22, 23 verticals. Wow. And I started to, to, want to step away from being the one to do the physical writing, because now I had this world of experience that allowed me to see things from a 30,000 foot view. And I kind of looked at myself as like the general that's in the war room, coming up with the strategy, the plans, all of the tactics, and then having the frontline soldiers who would be your, your marketing team, your in-house team or your vendors telling, having them go ahead and execute it. So I hand them their standard operating procedures you know, one of uh, that's a huge problem that I see with a lot of business owners is marketing is one of those jobs that you need to have spent time doing it in order to understand what it takes to do it well. I have a lot of business owners that haven't done that. They'll hire people who they think on paper look like a stars and they say, you know what, I'm going to give you your creative freedom. You do what you do best. And then they wonder why they're not very effective. I always tell a business owner, whatever you're paying your employee, factor in another 15 to 25% on top of that for training. I don't care how good they are. They need to go through regimented training because your company should be run in a certain way. Everything needs to be done to your specifications. Now, if you don't know what they are yet, that's fine. I can help you with that. Okay. I want to then, in, you know, give your team all of their SOPs, their standard operating procedures so that there's no question every day. We know exactly what that person is going to be doing every hour. They're, they're, they're accounted for. And they know how to do the work. Employees actually really like this structure. They still have creative freedom, a lot of it, but it's a more structured way of doing it. And this makes your whole team infinitely more effective. Hey, Josh. So when I work, 
Yes. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to unpack a lot of that. What you just, what you just talked about, because sure. a lot of what you just talked about is what I feel a lot of CEOs struggle with. You know, people, you, you can have a good idea to start a business, and you can start a business, and it works fine when you're by yourself. But when you start bringing other people on and getting them in the same mindset and see the same vision and working things the way you want to, that's hard. So. What you just talked about was a lot of, of what of that. So I'm I'm going to unpack that here in a little bit. So that, sure. that that was your startup story. So that's why you got started. The copywriting. Does someone? Do people start approaching you up front to do copywriting, or is that something you've always been a good writer? Um. No. No. Uh, this is something a skill that I learned, and I mean, after writing dozens of failed offers and things that just completely tanked. Eventually, you start to to realize what doesn't work and okay. can start to see what does. I've read every book there's ever been. I've gone through every training course, and it's not until you fall on your face flat a few times that you start to hear the advice differently. It starts to resonate differently, and you start being able to apply it differently. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I the last offer that I wrote for somebody where it was a full uh, ninety minute presentation and full upsells and everything and you know they're buying traffic on youtube mostly with it this is now doing around four million dollars a month almost wow. on autopilot wow yeah there's a lot of power a lot of money that can be made when you know what you're doing and at some point um i just realized that there's a lot of really good writers out there these days a lot more than any other time i've ever seen one advantage I have over them is just my experience as a tactician, a strategist, that is, that's something you can only get by having doing this day after day, year after yeah. year. Yeah. Well, let me, let me, let me take you back. I, I think you said about 14 years ago, you started about 15, I think. Yeah. Okay. 15 years ago. I mean, and I, I know it, was, it had to be trial and error to get started. You know, you, you didn't, you didn't hit your stride early on. How, how long did it take you to get into the group? In other words, when you're, you're, you're doing things, you fail. You, you learn something new, you do it, you fail. What did you start having? What, what, what was the tipping point that made things come together for you to make businesses, your business flow and grow? Um, so I mentioned I had an app, which was my first entrepreneurial venture. And I actually had several more after that, that all kind of failed. And okay. I told myself that I wanted, um, I didn't know the term MVP or minimal viable product yet uh -huh. that, but in my head, I said, you know what? I want to try and create something small. I don't want to do anything super ambitious. Let me see. Cause if it's small and I could put it together in a couple of weeks and it fails, not the end of the world. Okay. Um, it was a few of those failures. And then I noticed that there was a problem out there that didn't have an obvious solution, which is that long-term committed couples, a lot of times the passion and the romance in the relationship starts to fade away. Okay. And when they're intimate together, it becomes very mechanical going through the motions. Um, it's still enjoyable, but it's nothing new and exciting. And I worked with people that were licensed couples counselors and sex educators. And we decided, okay, well, you know, there's never been a case where a couple breaks apart, but they have an incredible romance, romantic life together. That doesn't happen. Uh -huh. So let's focus on trying to make it not feel like therapy or anything, but make it fun and exciting to, to get back to having a great romantic relationship with your partner. And there would not been another business out there like that. And I, I said, I, I heard of one. Yeah. Well, now there's a few, 
Um, and there's, there's a couple, there's been a few that have been around for a little while, but okay. really nothing that was mainstream. And so we decided that we were going to start this off kind of in a way that nobody had done before, which is through live workshops. Okay. Um, and there are some shops that, you know, uh, uh, apparatus shops that you can go into where they'll do the, you know, they'll have shops, um, workshops for like 10 bucks. So he said, no, let's, let's see what happens. Let's just charge a thousand dollars a ticket. Let's hire a publicist and have her other uh, publicist kind of reach out to all the media outlets. And let's just see if anything happens. If it doesn't, we tried. Well, I ended up not being able to sell that many tickets to the live workshop. The first one, because we had over a hundred members of the press there. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you can't sell them tickets. You give it to them for free. So there was right. only a handful of paying customers, but by workshop number two and three, now the word had spread and it got a lot of legs and it started to grow very rapidly. So it took a lot of trial and error and a lot of just not overthinking things. Okay. Um, some of the most successful people I know, we joke that they, they, we don't know how they even tied their shoes in the morning. They're almost too dumb to fail. Okay. And it's, it's funny because um, visionary, really brilliant business owners I know um, will sit on something and wait for weeks or months or years before they pull the trigger and execute because they want to make sure everything is perfect. Right. The really successful people don't. They just say, we have an idea. Cool. Let's try it. I agree. I agree. Well, I mean, you know, it, it sounds like you, you, you have great ideas and you could take those great ideas, pull the trigger and execute. Um, were you always that way? Kind of. Um, I don't know if you've ever read the book, uh, Ready, Fire, Aim. Uh, but even in my childhood, yes I, have. yes, I have. Yeah, it's a great book. And I, I when I read it, I was like, this describes me and why I got in trouble every day in school, because mm -hmm. I let my big mouth run before I was thinking what I was saying. OK, I understand. Well, OK, I, you, you have to you have to at some point in time translate what's in your mind and put it out there for your clients and rather for your employees. How, how do you how do you transfer your vision to your employees, number one? And how do you create a culture so they deliver consistently? Sure. So people really like being involved. I've worked with a lot of businesses where we'll do a product launch and it represents, it almost looks like when NASA sends a rocket into space and you have everybody in the command room cheering and going crazy. Problem that I see is a business owner will tell um, the person who's in charge of, let's say, email marketing, Hey, I need you to write an email to promote this thing. Then they tell the people that are doing the ads, create um, an ad set or a campaign for this thing. And there's really not too much rhyme or reason. In their head, they know what they want. They know all the moving pieces, but they usually withhold information thinking that it's overkill. We don't need to have meetings to go over all the nuances. Why does the email person need to know what our backend high ticket phone sales closer needs is going to be doing? Uh -huh. it, it, no, but in reality, they need to know this because you want to feel like you're contributing. You want to know at the end of the day, what is the big picture? Who are we serving? Why? How are we helping them? And what is it that I can do to help this along and make it successful? If all I am is just another cog in the machine and I'm just following orders, I'm not motivated to do my exactly. best. Right. Right. The other part to this, um, which is huge is um, setting key performance indicators, KPIs for your team that give them something to strive for. 
I remember okay. I was working with a client about a year and a half ago um, where they had um, an affiliate manager who okay. wasn't given any numbers. They were paid $100,000 a year and they were told make more than that. Wow. And they did, but it wasn't really anything great. I came and I said, no, 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 we're going to do a four to one. Meaning if you get paid a hundred grand a year, you need to make at least 400,000 in order for you to hit your numbers. Wow. Anything you do above that, you get to keep 10% of. And then we provided her with all the training she could have needed. I gave her all the directions because at this point she was just left her own devices. Said, no, 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 we're going to fly you out to different industry events, conferences. And here's the people that you're going to be meeting with. Here's how we identify who these decision makers are. Okay. You're going to email them this far in advance to ask to take them out to dinner or beer or coffee or whatnot. This is how I want those conversations structured. You know, it's a lot of, it's, it's relationships. It's a lot of, you know, schmoozing and making jokes and, and getting to know one of each other. But after those pleasantries, it's a lot of, you know, let's talk numbers and talk right. business. Right. And you can keep these relationships going forever. So we put all this structure into place. She goes out on her very first year. She brings in, by the way, this, this client was doing around $3 million annually. She brought in at the end of that year, 1.7 million on her own. So wow. by herself, she made over 50% of the previous year's total revenue. Well, now wow. we get to the part where it's her annual bonus. And she went so far over KPIs. She took home something like another $70,000 on top of her hundred grand uh, uh, salary. She was so excited. She says next year, I'm going to do $2 million. She didn't realize that because of the compounding nature of this, because if all of your affiliates are, their businesses are growing, when they promote you again, they're going to do even more. She ended up doing close to $3 million that year in business. Wow. Now, is so this, she, is this, is this thing, is, I'm trying to understand, what was your role there? How, how, how did you, how did you lead that effort, construct that effort, develop that effort? Help me understand your role. So I needed to work with the, the CEO and explain why all of this was important. All these SOPs are important. All this structure was important. Why having these KPIs where the, the employees can take home huge bonuses, why all of this was important. And then I had to provide, um, uh, basically I looked at the whole business and I developed the strategy and I said, here is a lot of missed opportunities. You have these incredible assets that you're not utilizing. In this case, they were selling um, this CRM software that a lot of high-end luxury um, businesses use. I mean, very their customers are incredibly wealthy, private okay. jet wealthy, a lot of them. Okay. And so this CRM, their, their customers who are these business owners selling to the wealthy people, this CRM does everything. Their entire livelihood is in this software. Wow. And um, they charge around $1,000 a month for okay. access to it. And the business owners would have no problem because you sell a few gold watches or a few yachts. Who cares about a thousand dollars a month? Right. 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 Well, what they didn't have was a back end. And I said, there's a huge piece here. All of these people that are selling these luxury goods to wealthy people, don't you think when you've bought yourself a new boat that your significant other and you would look great with matching gold watches and maybe a, a diamond necklace and such, why are these business owners not referring business to one another for a commission? Let's set up a platinum club, we'll call it. We'll give it some fancy name like that. And for $100,000 a year, you'll get access to everybody else that's in this group. Almost wow. every single one of their customers said, yes, I will pay for that. That alone brought in like $8 million a year 
in business that's going to keep recurring every single year. And the, the business owners that are paying this hundred grand, they're now making so much money referring business to each other and getting referrals that for them, it's stupid to cancel. So I notice all of these areas that this particular client was not capitalizing on and just didn't, they were not able to see it themselves. They had a lot of really good ideas for themselves, uh, but they were in a place where they didn't know, is this a good strategy or should I do this instead? Or, you know, they had a lot of really good ideas, but they didn't know what to execute on. And I came in, I said, no, this is what we focus on this thing over here in this lane. That's pure gold. These other okay. ones are good, but this is going to be your bigger revenue driver. And so when I identified that and I came up with the strategy and the plan, well, now it's time for me to be able to explain everything to their team and basically come up with uh, every week, three to five actionable steps that their, their manager would be accountable to make sure their team executed on. They did it. Okay. They did it correctly. It was up to my SOPs. It was up to the standards. We review it on our next call. And then we move on to the next few actionable steps. And we wow. keep doing this over and over and over. And the client had no choice but to be much more successful than they ever were previously. Well, let, let me ask you this. As, as, as I'm sitting here listening to you, Josh, you sound like you have a lot of great ideas in your head and you, you help a lot of companies. How do you duplicate yourself? You know, how, how, you know how, how, what does business growth mean to you? How do you grow your business so it's all not dependent upon you and your ideas and, and you being a magic? How do you do that? Sure. So I've brought in um, a few other fractional CMOs okay. who I've known for a very long time. The number one most important part about what we do is the wealth of knowledge. Okay. I don't care how great your last campaign performed. If it was, you know, something you did six months into this business, that's irrelevant to me. I need to work with people that have been around for a long time. Uh -huh. So I will spend the time to find those right marketers. Thankfully, this is actually a pretty small world. A lot of us, we all know each other at a certain level. And I think most industries are like this. Right. At a certain point, everyone knows each other. So I know I can just send a message, a text message or something over to my friend who's been doing this longer than I have, who in a lot of respects, maybe better at many things than I am and make them an offer and say, Hey, I think you can really excel and really help make a big difference for a lot of businesses. And if they're interested in working with me, I can train them to basically do exactly what I do and how I do it and make sure that they operate almost as a clone of myself my wow. goal eventually is to offload this business. You know, every business you need to have an exit strategy, even right. if that strategy is, let me sit back and let it make me money for years because it runs itself. That's fine. Um, I need to know that when it does come time for, for me to look for a buyer, that it's not the Josh Rosenberg company. It's the very good marketing consultants that happen to be founded by Josh Rosenberg. Right. Right. And I, 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 I like that approach. And it sounds like it sounds like you're thinking about an exit strategy. You're trying to put things in place to make sure that exit strategy goes off the way you plan. Let me let me I, I try to ask a very direct question of, of my guests. What makes you a good CEO? I don't think I am. Okay. I, I think that's a very honest answer. Um, I think to be a very effective CEO, you need to know about all the different aspects of your business, about the operations, about the finance, about the, the sales and marketing, about the, uh, if you have a physical location, 
you need to know what's in that lease. When does it come due? Who your utility companies are, who all of your vendors are. Who's, you, you need to know about all of these, these things and be able to speak on them and be on top of them. I don't think that that's me. I okay. have a certain skill set that I focus on. This, okay. is, this is why I, my business, we provide fractional CMO services because that's what we do really well. Okay. We don't provide full fractional C-suite services because that's outside of our, our areas of strength. So um, marketing, I, you focus on marketing. Right. And the people that, that I've brought into my team are all very seasoned, experienced uh, veterans of the online marketing world. They know what they're doing. I don't need to, to really take somebody. I'm not, you know, I'm not a, a point where I'm bringing on interns and entry-level employees. So the people okay. that I do bring on they know that I'm going to run a tight ship that I have certain ways. I want things to be done, but they also, they're, they're very seasoned. They know what to do and they know how to do it. Okay. Well, so it, it, just, it sounds like you have, you have structure, you have a process in place. I'm, I'm quite sure everything doesn't go well and they meet your expectations 100% of the time. When someone drops the ball or doesn't meet your expectations, how do you handle that? So, when I'm working with a client and something doesn't go, you know, like I said, we, we provide or I like to give around three to five actionable steps to be completed before our next call, whether okay. it's every week, every two weeks, once a month, whatever our structure is. If that's not done, that means that that client was not accountable. I can't move forward. The business can't move forward. Our clients, our strategies cannot move forward without this accountability. So right. if they just, don't do their end or they do it and it's really not up to standards. I hold that on the business owner. I don't care if my point of contact is, let's just say um, the marketing manager, the CEO needs to know that the marketing manager is dropping the ball. Okay. Okay. So you'll, you'll have that discussion. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the biggest areas that this comes up in is when, a client is working with an outside advertising agency. Um, it is really, that's one of the areas that I find the uh, most difficult to make work well, because there's a million billion ad agencies out there. And I've got to tell you, 95% of them are awful. Okay. Uh, they, when you get on that call with them and they run you through their pitch deck, they're showing you their case studies. They're saying all the right things. They look great. And it's really easy to get somebody sucked into to a contract to them. Well, when I get on that call to interview them, I'm always saying, do me a favor, share your screen. I want to see your entire list of all the clients you've worked with. They're going to, of course, push back on this. Say, no, 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 I want to know. You've shown me three case studies. Is this typical or are those the exceptions to the rule? Is this three wonderful case studies out of 10? Okay, well, that's a really good batting average. Or is it three out of 5,000? Because okay, right, right. I'm not contacting your clients. I'm not, you can move the mouse fast enough that I can't even really focus on their names. I just want to see what, and if they still push back, I say, that's it. Thank you very much for your time. We don't need to go any further. I like um, that. It, you know, when you're working with them and they give you their monthly reports, showing you all their stats, it's real easy for them to show you the stats that make them look effective and hide the stats where it's obvious that they are falling flat. flat. Right. So a lot of times CEOs don't know this. And so they'll look at it and they'll say, well, I guess even though, you know, it didn't make a lot of revenue, there was a lot of clicks. So they're doing their job and, you know, clicks means traffic means we got some, another big problem. Like, no, 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 no. Those clicks, not all clicks are, are the same. Let's take a look at this. And here's the, the, the categories that I want to see. 
I need you to drop a new report with these categories. Why don't we do it live while we're on the call right now? I don't mind playing bad cop because I've fired hundreds of ad agencies because of how deceptive a lot of them are. And, you know, if I'm working with a client and their, their marketing manager is the same way, I don't care about having that conversation. The business owner, the CEO needs to know it. It's tough love. I'm not going to sit there and sugarcoat it when the, when they're doing a bad job. Well, obviously you have gotten results I and mean, you've gotten great results when you look at the numbers that you shared. So what you do work, what I'd like to kind of make this up, uh, uh, kind of wind things down here, Josh, you know, you're in the marketing industry and a lot of my clients, we have professional services, we have marketing agencies, we have some B2B SaaS type of organizations where that I try to work off a lot from a, um, a, a CEO standpoint. What tips or tools could you, or let's say, say tips, what tips could you offer your fellow CEOs based on what you've learned, based on that 15 years you've been in business and some of the things that you had to learn from the School of Hard Knocks, what tips could you offer my audience? Without sales and marketing, your business is going to die out back in the gutter somewhere. That is the lifeblood of your whole business. If you don't know this well, you're really costing yourself a Uncount, uh, uncountable amount of money. You, if you don't know human psychology, sales psychology, if you don't understand the principles of why certain ad campaigns or, or all this works, if you don't understand um, how an Ascension model works, where you can go from having a thousand dollar a month piece of software to a hundred thousand dollar year upsell and have zero pushback. If you don't know what it is that causes this to happen, you are leaving more money on the table than you could ever imagine. You really should spend the time and learn this. Learn from guys like Dan Kennedy or Eugene Schwartz. Breakthrough Advertising is probably the best marketing book that's ever been written. Uh-huh. Um, you know, uh, John Caples and David Ogilvy and some of these guys that have been around for e- ever and ever. And, um, David Garfinkel's of the world. He, you know, these people are teaching what I believe to be the single most important skill for really being able to grow and scale your business successfully. And I see some companies out there who are incredibly successful without this. And a lot of times you find out it's because they're successful in spite of themselves. If you live in an area that's a lot of hills and a lot of potholes and the summer gets really icy and you're the only uh, mechanic out there that does emergency brake repair, you're going to make money because of, the outside factors, not because of how good you are. Right. So that happens occasionally, but it's usually the exception to the rule. So if you, your business is not the exception to the rule, you need to learn this and learn it well. I appreciate that. I mean, that, that, that's, that's good advice. And I'm one of those person, one of those companies that had it learned the hard way I, back in uh, around uh, 2012, 2013, we, we must've spent about $300,000 on a sales and marketing campaign and got buckets for it. And that was when things were going from the billboards and the newspaper ads to more digital. So I had to learn the hard way. So I know exactly where you're coming from. So I will I will emphasize what you're saying is true. Um, Josh, how can people get a hold of you? Sure. Um, you can get a hold of me. My email address is josh at verygoodmarketingconsultants.com. Um, or you can just go right to my website to see if maybe we might be a good match for each other. Uh, verygoodmarketingconsultants.com. Um, you could schedule a 15 minute call with me. And what I like to do is during that call, 
I want to get to know you, your business, what makes you tick, who you help, who you serve, how you're making the world a better place and figure out what it is that comes out glaringly obvious to myself or one of my teammates that would make a huge difference for you. What I, I pride myself on is even if we don't end up working together, I want to provide you with at least $10,000 worth of value during our time together. So That's I want you to walk away from it saying this is the best 15 or 20 minute call I've ever been on. I mean, uh, I, that's that's a, a huge promise. I mean, my audience is going to listen to that. And you just said for 15 minutes, they should leave with $10,000 in value in their head based on discussion. You. And that, that's that's a heck of a promise. And you heard that audience. I hope you will give Josh a call and, and, and have him follow up on that promise. All I ask is that you're open, you're honest, you're you're not going to um, make up stories. You know, you, you tell me the, what's actually going on in your business and what you're doing. And if there's something that I see where I realize we can see tomorrow, if you execute this right now and you stay up late tonight, tomorrow you'll see results. If I see that, I'm going to let you know. Perfect. So, Perfect. and I can't always do that. Sometimes it's just it, the stars don't align, but you know, I'm, I've got a real good batting average when it comes to being able to provide that service. You know, I, I, I love the confidence you have in yourself. And I think you, you've learned your confidence from the, the school of hard knocks. Like most of us have, you've done it for a while. You're, you're good at what you do. And you don't mind sharing the things that you know that you've learned for people who are just starting out or people having trouble executing. Josh, I need to uh, wind down here and, and get ready to sign off. Uh, we've given uh, our audience some contact information, how to, how to contact you. That information will be in the show notes. But audience, Josh and I would like to thank you for joining today's episode of CEO Secret for Executing Strategy. Another CEO to CEO conversation. If you have any questions or if you want to leave some remarks in the, in, the, in, the, in the chat comments, please do. I look forward to having you, my audience, back next week for my next guest on the CEO Secrets of, for Executing Strategy, who will be another CEO who operates a business successfully with $3 million annually in income or more. Until next week, Wayne Washington and Josh Rosenberg signing off. Thank you, audience. Talk to you later. Wayne Washington here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast. If you are a successful CEO of a seven-figure project-based client delivery environment and would like to be a guest CEO, on the CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast, please visit www.ceosecrets-execution.com and apply. If today you learn a tip or a technique to apply from my guest CEO, other CEOs would appreciate your sharing this episode on social media. To do that, just take a quick screenshot with your phone, then text it to another CEO or post that screenshot on social media. If you know of other CEOs who would be a great guest, text them and let them know about the CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast. The CEO you are thinking about would appreciate you including a link to the scheduling website. That's www.
dot CEO secrets hyphen execution dot com. We are regularly putting out new episodes to make sure you don't miss an episode. Go ahead and subscribe today. Remember your thumbs up rating or a five star review goes a long way to help promote the show and would mean an awful lot to me and my team. Do you want to know more about my company, Grow Company Profits? Go to our website at www.growcompanyprofits.com. You can also follow me, Wayne Washington, on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening, and I'm looking forward to having you back for our next episode.